generate is supporting my vision to improve the financial literacy of 100,000 Kiwis by sponsoring Keep the Change. Cheers, Generate. Head to generatekiwisaver.co.nz forward slash change to find out more. Getting in the KiwiSaver fund that suits you and your situation is key to making sure you're maximising your investment. Generate are an award-winning KiwiSaver provider with a track record of long-term performance and they can help you do exactly this. Their advisors can meet with you to talk about all your options when it comes to KiwiSaver to help you decide what's best for you. Too many people never get KiwiSaver advice, but not you. Go to generatekiwisaver.co.nz forward slash change to book a no-obligation chat with a Generate advisor. A copy of the product disclosure statement is available at generatekiwisaver.co.nz. The issuer of the scheme is Generate Investment Management Limited. And of course, past performance does not guarantee future returns. Yeah, I was born a misfit. Grew up 10 miles from the town of Ipswich. Wanted to make it big, I wished it to existence. I never was a sick kid, always dismissed quick. Stick to singing, stop rapping like it's Christmas. And if you're talking money, then my conversation's shifting. My dreams are bigger than just being on the rich list. Might be insanity, but people call it gifted. My face is going numb from the shit the stuff is mixed with. Watch how the lyrics in the songs might get twisted. My wife wears red, but looks better without the lipstick. I'm a private guy, you know nothing about my business. Welcome back, you are listening to another episode of the Keep the Change podcast. Mikey's in the studio with us and we're going to find out from him whether you can still get a mortgage. Hey. August. August. What's been happening out there, mate? Yeah, well, when you said that before, I was like, fuck, not much has changed since um, I was last on for this for July, but actually a massive change happened. The OCR went up. Yeah. Yeah. By another 50 basis points, which means it's gone from 2.5 up to 3. Hey, I think in June it was the quietest month mortgages. Yeah, I haven't got that, that July data yet. I'm waiting yeah. for it. So oh, wow. as soon as I find it, I have a feeling July was even quieter. Wow. Yeah. Was it um, for you? I've saw, I've seen some like some you know headlines, like investors at all-time lows and all this. So oh. I'll go and find it. But yeah. Um, nah, we're still printing numbers, mate. <laughs> <laughs> of course you are. Good man. Um, but yeah, so big change in the OCR, and I think fuck, there's some cool shit happening. And this isn't really about getting a mortgage, but basically, we had the Reserve Bank of New Zealand's monetary policy statement. You know, talk about the OCR going up, and then I love listening to him talking about it and getting asked questions and yeah. How he, how they are forecasting it because they put a lot of effort into the figuring out what's happening in the mm. economy. Um, half the time I disagree, which is interesting. <laughs> but he's also gone over to um, Jackson Hole, which is basically a meetup of central banks all around the world, and then they go to to listen to Jerome Powell, who's like the Adrian Orr of the USA yeah. Federal Reserve, and that was an interesting one. Yeah. Um, Interest rate wise, because basically, um, yes, we have a floating currency, and it's and it's different to the US dollar, but a lot of a lot of things the US do because they're the reserve currency affect everyone around the world, and it sounds like they're just like they're not scared; they're just going to keep jacking rates and try and fix this inflation problem, which um, sadly makes us feel poor, and. It makes the debt more expensive, and it's not a nice period. And inflation is still rampant, and but it's actually the, what we have to do. So, um, and in New Zealand, what the most interesting thing back to New Zealand with our Reserve Bank and the OCR going up by half a percent is that nothing changed. Yeah, at the banks, 
Um, it's all priced in. Yeah, about two weeks before the OCR announcement, the rates came down from, you know, let's just say mid-fives down to five, look just under five for like a one-year rate. And then the OCR went up by half a percent, and then they just stayed there. Yeah. So um, that was pretty interesting, and, and that's basically, yeah, what the term we call it is is priced in. So all banks, it was so widely expected um, <laughs> that the OCR was going to do this that we were all way ahead of it. The banks were way ahead of it. The wholesale rate market was, you know, ahead of it. I mean, I don't know. There's a lot of talk about rates topping out. I'm not that sure. Remember I predicted that we'd have like a little dip in rates and then go back up? Yeah. I think we're in that dip. And then they'll come down, down eventually. I, okay, I naturally have like a bearish sentiment and I struggle to manage that a lot. Yeah. Um, Because you should just be bullish and, and optimist, but I do think there's a high level of debt, household debt out there. Mm. Um, So I'm always fighting that sort of negative connotation I carry around in my head and I have to keep it in check, but... I don't think inflation's under control. Yeah. Um, the <laughs> the forecast by like the bank economists and stuff, and this is this is just pure opinion. I've got no real data on this, but when you talk to people about what's happening with prices and their businesses and things, and wages and and you know all of this stuff, I'm not seeing it trend back the other way or even stop. Yeah. There's not enough that I'm hearing like from the man on the street that says that that stopped. Um, which means this could be a little bit of a false sort of pause in rates. I yeah. hope I hope it's not. I hope that they just sort of sit where they are now, and then we carry on for the for the mm. next sort of twelve eighteen months as it is, and inflation gets under control. But I mean, Adrian himself said he sort of changed the the bar again, and said that inflation is not going to be sorted until June twenty twenty four. Yeah, I was like, excuse me, bro. That's what I've been on a rampage about that. Yeah, since. I've seen your stuff on Instagram, man. Like. I can't believe that that doesn't make news and it's okay for that to happen in New Zealand. It's not. Yeah. Like, I, I agree. Like, it's yeah. just, like, accepted. And I'm like, With do you fuck. know how fucking poor we will feel by June 2024 if that's the case? Yeah. And if he's forecasting that, it's probably longer? Yes, because fuck. even... I looked further, it's June 2025 that it gets down to 2% in their prediction. 2025. We're only at fucking June 2022. <laughs> Like we're in August, yeah, but the we data really we don't need have the that thing to be be sorted. Um, I really hope people wake up and that they do something about it. They but won't, mate. Labor will pump out more cash. Yeah, that sucks, man. Yeah, this is the best time to fucking have a side hustle. Like I was preaching this, you know, twenty. Yeah, because yeah. I can see this shit coming, and I'm like, fuck, got to get people going. But like, I just can't get the message out. Like, mm. I just can't. It's so frustrating. You can. There are people doing it. People yeah. message me when they see the podcast and stuff, and it's happening. It's just it's cool. Uh, it is yeah, cool. It is those good. those wins. We want to hear more of them as we well. We do. We do. We appreciate all the messages. There's. I've actually added a link to the bottom of the email now, so you can every Friday. So there's a questions. So if you've got a question for me or Mikey, and mm-hmm. if we can answer it without crossing the borders of what we should or shouldn't be talking about, <laughs> which is nothing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, you should buy Heartland stocks. <laughs> no, 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 there's no financial advice. Um, and I've also said, do you have any feedback? Have you got feedback? But also, if you're listening to this, could you please just take 30 seconds and go to the Keep the Change 
podcast platform you're listening to and just give it a five star because then we can get this content in front of more people. I'm fucking sick of these other battlers out here with their ripper podcasts about fucking save one latte a week and you'll save your inflation. <laughs> like, fuck that. We need to teach people how to make more money. Yeah. Mate, what's scary for me is that the average or the median income in New Zealand has gone from $53,000 to $61,000 in two years. Mm. That's a fucking big old doozy of a jump. Now as that? well... Is that 25%? Yeah, uh, basically. Yeah, sounds like it. Yeah. 63, oh, I think it's like 62 so actually, minus 53. inflation, eh? No. Uh, yeah, so the rates have actually gone up faster, but that's over two years. But oh, yeah. the, the, the inflation data is confusing for me though, because it's each quarter, it's then, so say at the moment inflation is 7.3%, that's, prices are 7.3% higher than they were 12 months ago, eh? Yeah. yeah. Which yeah. they're then, a year you, ago, they were 33 I think it's March when you'll get the... Annual. Annual figure. Gotcha. Yeah. I see. Yeah. So then things are just getting dearer and dearer. Yeah. But, so we had a bank in here. I d- haven't told you this. Uh, Kiwi Bank. I'll just say it. Fuck it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> last week. And Were you trying to sneak in and buy them before the government did the... Wow. <laughs> no, well, they're, they're real hungry for learning. And this young fella got in touch with me, and I had a look at his LinkedIn profile. I was like, oh, he's ex-Heartland. I was like, I want to find out why he left Heartland. So I'm like, yeah, bro, you can come in for a meeting. Because I was sort of like, nah, mate, you know, just, we're busy. Yeah. Um, but I'm like, oh, okay. And also, people are actually, they're doing quite well in the business banking space. So had them in for a year. But anyway, they were saying that 60% of their customers are still on the old interest rates. So they've mm. all got to roll off in this last four months, September, October, November, December, yeah, four months of the year. And then they're going to go from the ones and the two percenters or two and a halfs to the five point something. Mm. That like we haven't even got there yet. Like nah. the crunch is still to come. Yeah. So what my question is going to be is because naturally I think people are smart, but I'm an idiot because I know what the real answer is because you think that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I think people are going to go. Oh, we're going to have to tighten up, but. What they're probably going to do is go, I need to extend my credit card limit. Mm. I need to use more buy now, pay later. And that's what we're going to see. And then I'm going to be like, fuck, why was I so stupid to think that people were going to do the right thing and try and make more money and protect themselves? Instead, they're just going to get further into debt. Yeah. That's going to suck. That's going to be sad. Yeah. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to watch. Uh, I think it, the the real number from last month is like yeah fifty six percent of all mortgages across New Zealand are on an average rate of three percent. Oh well, wow. and they're going to go to a new average rate of five or higher. Jesus, uh, I worked it out with the total loan size of that. It's about four billion dollars being sucked out of the economy into mortgage payments so just you can on interest. Just about guarantee that the government will put four billion dollars back in. Yeah. So they've put a billion in already with the cost of living payments. Well, they're starting to, August, September, October. See, the only thing with that is... It fuels inflation? <laughs> nah, well, less than less than I originally thought. You chuck a billion into the economy like that, give it away. But, mate, like 70% of it went to fucking people offshore anyway. And <laughs> it wasn't so much. <laughs> <laughs> so, He's so fired up. He's was, fired yeah. up. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean... You know, I just, I mean, a lot of people haven't even, haven't even, like, didn't even have their accounts at the IRD as well, right? Like, people yeah, didn't. I think 12%, yeah. Yeah, so there's a number, bank whatever, it's probably yeah. like half or some shit, but anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> We've really tangented here. Can you we still have. get a mortgage? 
This is weird. We love it. We love yeah, it. Yeah, yes. Um, absolutely. Nothing's. Oh well. What we have noticed now um, is those horrible triple CFA rules that everyone whinged and moaned about. Um, we're really starting to see the. I think we're starting to see the easing of that. Yeah. I'm so used to doing like the hardcore loan applications for that style now. Yeah. Um, when I'm talking to bank assessors and stuff, and they're like, "Oh, you, you don't need that much." Anymore, like we've we've we're looking at it a different way now and stuff like that. So that's quite nice for my job. Yeah, not that it matters for the client. I we yeah. do all the work for you anyway. But um, so yeah, I think um, in terms of pick up mm, a little bit, not really. I think people are more a little bit more optimistic because the direction of rates um changed. You know, like we we were people were walking around being like, "Fuck, they've gone from two to five, and they look like they're going to seven. Mm. Um, and then, you know, when they got to five and a half for a one year, now they're back into the tie fours and you're like, oh, cool. That's probably quite nice. Yeah. Um, and the direction, I've always said that people don't, people will buy and take up mortgages at any interest rate. Um, well, not always said, I've actually learned this over my time, but, um, I've been saying it for a while, but they buy with the belief of what direction the rates are going in. So when they're going up really fast, we always have a quiet period because, Gotcha. You know, you're like, fuck, when is this going to stop? This is going to get more and more expensive the longer I own the home. Yeah. It's like the simple thing. You don't think that interest rates will stop. Um, but when they turn around, it's like, oh, cool. That doesn't keep going up. We're good to go. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, not too much has changed, though, mate. The the, the fact is you just need a really good mortgage broker. Hey. <laughs> I, I know a couple. Yeah. Uh, Guardian Smith. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, we're, um, we're doing you're fine. Like, done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And who's banking it all? All of the banks, they're all good? And you're going like, no? Yeah, no, nah, not really. Like, it's the things that are a little bit annoying are for first home buyers. Like, we're still reasonably restricted there because you really need a 20% deposit if you wanted to buy an existing home. Yeah. Um, which is difficult when it's, you know, house price is still a million bucks or whatever. Yeah. So you need 200 grand. Um, if you're buying a, a new build or building your own home, you can do it with smaller deposits. Like, if you're buying a... a what they call a turnkey, you pay 10% down and then we borrow the 90 when it's finished. Um, construction, you buy the land and then do progress payments. A few banks are on 15% deposits on those. Um, and then there's some really, really, really limited funding available for first home buyers with 10% deposits looking to buy an existing home. But it's quite a process. Give me a call if you want to run through it and I'll show you how to do it. Say that again, there's limited funding for people who have got what? 10% deposits wanting to oh, buy yeah. an existing home, not a new build. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it, <clears throat> the the sort of general rule is it's pretty much closed at the moment, um, but the banks sort of slide in and out of their capital requirements and when it's open, because I live and breathe what I do, I know when it opens up and I can get you one in there. Yeah. And then when it closes, then tough shit, you got to <laughs> wait until it opens up again. And there's a few banks that are sliding in and out and... You know, there's a few banks that will do what's called um, if you've got a 10% deposit and we need to borrow 90, that's what we call high high LVR, so over over 80% lending, so between 80 and 90% you've got a 10% deposit and limited funding at the banks, but some banks will do what's called, we'll take on a live contract or a live deal. Yeah. And that means I can't sit down with you and say, I'll go get you your pre-approval and then you go shopping. It's the other way around. I say, I'm really confident that we can get this much approved. This is what you should be looking at. You go sign a contract, 
conditional on getting an approval. Yeah. Get the offer accepted, and then we'll submit it to the bank. So the bank knows that this person's committed, and they're not just taking up an approval and gotcha. not going to use it. So they've got somebody who's committed to a purchase, and we submit the whole lot all at the same time. Yeah. And when you do that, it's really important to have a, a finance clause or a you know conditional on finance because if Mikey made a mistake in the first meeting, which is very rare, really rare, yeah. <laughs> um, then you don't get the approval. You need to be able to get out of the contract that you just signed and had your offer accepted on. So, but this is this is the beauty of sitting down with someone like me and going right through the process. It's not just the how much your mortgage repayment's going to be. It's all the learning the buying process from start to finish, you know. Gotcha. Mm. Wow. Um, going back to inflation, mate, I reckon, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> these bloody beers. <laughs> I reckon it's like the word sticky. We've been saying that for quite a while now, yep. right? That it's inflation sticky. But I reckon it's going to be here, like I've got this hunch that it's going to be rammed down our throats that it's a good thing. It's going to change. It's going to be like, that's good. Like, we want a bit of it, which is kind of already the narrative. We want to take it, like, one to three percent. that shit start. And then it's going to be, oh, well, like, we just have to accept it because we want to transition to a new type of world. So, you know, uh, climate change type stuff is going to be more expensive to do that stuff. So then it'll be like, oh, we just have to accept it. Now, the other thing, too, like, China still rolling through lockdown, so they got supply issues and whatnot. Yeah, and they're doing uh, lowering rates. Yes. China's the second biggest economy in the world. So probably the second most used currency in the world behind the US dollar. And if they're lowering rates and trying to create stimulus effect, that's going to have an inflationary effect probably on the world because they're yeah. a consumer as well, as much as they're a producer. Yeah. Thirdly, uh, there's this insurance protection scheme, which we've t- touched Scam. on briefly. <laughs> Scam. <laughs> that's 1.8% of your pay that's going to pay towards that. Yep. What are people going to do? Oh, fuck. Why do I get paid less this week? Oh, the income protection scheme kicked in, so you get paid less. Oh, what the fuck? Well, I want to get paid more. So people are going to ask for a pay rise to cover that. Then uh, this is like if it goes through, but my hunch is it, like, it's probably a dollar three that it will. Um, then it's a 1.8% from the employer as well that they they have to pay. Oh, is it like that? Employer yep. contribution too. Yeah, employer contribution. So that employer jacks contribution. the prices up on the end product. Bingo. You know, so there's 3.6% of costs for both the employee and the employer that are going to end up washing up in your trolley mm-hmm. or your service that you're buying. Mm-hmm. So that's still to come. There's more stimulus going to be cranked. And then we've got an election coming. and With Labour and current power, which means they've got control to open the floodgates. Normally that's what they do. Yeah. So like there's that. All of that stuff, just my gut tells me, hmm. And really interestingly, like my brain keeps telling me I need to start advising clients to prepare for a war. Now, that's fucked up, right? Like that's scary. But there's a couple of clients who, that we have, or quite a few, that are very reliant on China. Mm. And I'm saying to them now, like, hey, you need to think, if you can't get any product... Mm. What are you going to do? Mm. Like, let's scenario plan this now. It might not be. Like, it could be in the next three years or whatever. Because, or it could be 10. Like, who knows? It's but kind of like the, the, it's kind of like America, like, having a nuclear weapon. You have it so you don't need to use it, right? Like, yeah. just have the plan B 
yeah. then you never need it. Can you create enough income to cover all of your costs from something that doesn't mm. come from China? Like, what else could we be doing? Like, let's not wait till it happens to figure it out. Let's figure it out ahead of time. And I'm getting more, I'm getting braver talking about that because I think it's a really yuck topic to say mm. that, okay, hey, so what are you doing about the um, potential war? People are like, mm. what the fuck are we talking about? Because my, what I, my brain keeps telling me is that it'll be China, US, and then we'll go with US. And then China could go, oh, tough shit. We're not going to fucking send anything. We're not going to send any mm-hmm. ships. Oh, you just ordered something. Cool. We're banning fucking exports to uh, New Zealand for X, Y, Z. Yeah, man. There is some some weird, like, dynamics happening. Yes. Like, I can... I've I've got a pretty good intuition with this shit. I was never brave enough to kind of talk about this stuff because I'd be too worried, A, that I'd get it wrong and look like an idiot, or B you know, you're going to get called out for being a conspiracy theorist or like all this shit. Now I'm just sort of like, fuck my, like I've just got these rumblings of we're going in this direction. It's not a matter of like when it's, or if it's a matter of, of when, yeah. you know, to the point where I'm asking people I know in China, like, Hey, do you reckon there could be a war coming? Mm. And then they give me a different insight. Like, nah, bro, fucking these people, nah, like, and then yeah, give me yeah. some explanation. I'm like, Oh, okay. I just like, cause I, only really look at like the economics and stuff there's some really weird stuff happening right so um i don't think oil the bull run of oil is over so normally if we go into and go into an economic contraction the demand uh demand destruction happens in commodities as well you know yeah um but there's some interesting uh stuff happening with oil right so Sleepy Joe, when in, in the States, <laughs> he obviously had a big problem because gas was skyrocketing mm. with, you know, and it was skyrocketing long before the Russian-Ukraine thing. Um, but that, that made it worse and put the pressure on him to do something. And they've depleted what they call their strategic reserves yeah, down to pretty much nothing. Um, and I know that some other countries have done similar things to try and ease the pressure. Little old New Zealand. We just had a bit of a tax break on it. Yeah. Um, but, you know, and I think when that stuff gets used up and all the demand starts again, um, and maybe as, you know, if the if the war in Ukraine and stuff did ease up, that means there might be more flying. And I don't know, there's all these weird parts that make me think that oil's going to run again. I nearly sold my oil stocks. And then I was like, nah, I don't reckon we're done. So nah. I've taken a bit of a dip. I got it back in at the top. Cheers. Yeah. <laughs> As I do. I should have fucking told you. I should have tweeted it. Here, guys, oh. the, the run's over. And it started coming down. And I'm like, oh, should I clear these out now? And then I'm like, nah. Something tells me. So, yeah, because we're in a, it's a good, so we've got a problem where economic contraction normally means uh, lower oil prices because there's demand destruction. But normally those are deflationary events when we've got rampant worldwide inflation mm. where oil normally goes into a into a bull market, which is so hard to figure out because we've got both things happening. Yeah. And then there's other stuff happening which I don't really like, which can could affect New Zealand. Um and I think I don't know if I said on this pod or an earlier pod, I'm constantly fighting my bearish yeah. my bearish out my sentiment here and these are the things that go into my brain and I try and fight them with what the upside is as well, but China's got a really, really, really bad property issue. Yes. And they've got developers 
big developers. Um, I found out the other day that people were buying apartments from developers off the plans 35 times their income. Wow. So We're the about fucking eight. Ponzi yeah. is coming on down over there. Yeah. And I think the government and the CCP will do some sort of, you know, bailing out and soft landing with them and stuff like that. But China's property developers, not any other industry in China, just China's property developers make up 40% of Australia's iron ore exports. So, and that's just that category. There's other things too that China buy out of Australia, minerals and, you know, products and they buy a lot of shit from us. Mm. And China's, I think China's GDP, I, th- I th- fuck, I had this the other day. I think 17% of China's GDP is construction or something like that. And shit. they're a huge exporter. So 17% of a country that exports that much shit mm. and manufactures that much shit is a fucking big part of their economy. Um, so if you if you suck that out and that all goes to zero and a, a bit of a contagion event happens and a few banks go under and it all gets nasty, then that hits Australia. Some of that stuff will hit us, but, you know, Australians... Banks will probably be like, oh, fuck, this isn't that nice. And I mean, this is where my brain goes. But, yeah. you know, there's there's a lot of these things that make me feel like um, we're not out of the woods, eh? Nah. And, I, and, it, and there's other things that are inflationary and there's things that are demand destruction, which are deflationary, and it's a fucking mess out there. I don't know how to figure it out. Um, but I think we've got inflation for a bit longer than... Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I always thought that we were going to be inflationary right through 2023 and now Adrian always come and said we're going to mid 2024 which I guess was kind of in line with my original views but I'm like fuck does that mean it's longer (laughs) well here's a good stat for you well good reason to think you're right I went and had a look at their projected inflation versus actual inflation they've been wrong like since the start of COVID they undercook it by just about half a percent every single time Mm. so every data point that they have like they can't predict it they keep fucking it up (laughs) So that suggests, <laughs> like, you know, it's so crook. So, like, how do we not have this fucking data? Like, <laughs> it should be so easy. I don't get it. We, uh, yeah, the I guess the part I'm concerned about is, like, the the oil and energy. You know, in, in Germany, it, some parts of Germany and some parts of the UK or whatever, um, some people's power bills have gone from 250 euros a month to 2,500. Jesus, a month. that's crook. And like I'm seeing stuff in like the in Market Watch and Financial Times and stuff saying that little businesses are closing down because they there's no point, you know, like they're just yeah. spending it straight on power and all this. It's sad. People give up. These are these. This is inflationary issues causing demand destruction on its own. Yeah. Because then all of a sudden that person can't make money anymore, and that's a an increase in unemployment eventually, and. I don't know. I guess it's part of a cycle, but it's a weird one. I guess. I mean, Dalio's right, right? Like it's a, it's a, going to be a stagflationary event, and it's going to suck for a while. Yeah, yeah, and that's why we're so big on trying to get people to think about how you can get yourself through it and what you can actually do. If you can constantly increase your income during a period of stagflation, stagflation means the cost of things are rising, but wages aren't. Then you're winning. You're ahead mm. of the pack. You're above average. Yeah. So you want to be trying to do that. Um, there is a lot of money out there, though. So. This week, Heartland, my favourite bank, they they needed two hundred million. Mm. They got one hundred and seventy. They wanted one hundred and seventy. They did some sort of capital raise um, within like twelve hours. 
170 million. No worries. Like mm. a fucking unknown bank for most people. They put the call out, hey, we need this cash. If you want to kick in, let's roll. I mean, I may have clicked the button to uh, add a little bit extra in. <laughs> and you got the shares at a discounted price, but then that decreases the price because people probably sell out to then drive out to then cash out and then yep. buy back in. So the uh, trading was halted for a day. And yep, 24 hours later, like, yep, we've raised the cash. So the people that get fucked are the middle class, like the, the average person, person in the street. Yep. And that's what I find so sad is that they're just so nice, genuine people and some of them are so like into politics and the government and stuff, but they're the ones that get fucked, but they don't do anything, like they can't do anything, like they've, they don't even want to do anything to try and improve their life, mm. but they're the biggest advocates for what, like to, to be like, oh, everything's so fine, and you're like, what? Like, I don't get it. Mm. Oh, mate. It's really hard to unravel, eh? Yeah. Just, inflation is just horrible. I, I really am not a fan of it. It's like one of the things that I um, just, fuck, it's it's actually why I like Bitcoin. Yeah. Even though it's done a terrible job, it, it's obviously mm. like new tech and it hasn't been an inflation hedge. But if you imagined they can just make more and more dollars mm. and they can just make more and more NZ dollars or, or Chinese yuan, they just make them. Just comes yeah. out of nowhere. There's no effort put in. Yeah. And Bitcoin has like a fixed supply. And that's one of the reasons why I think long term it's going to be something that I want to own. But yeah, fuck, inflation is painful, man. Like I just, I don't know why. Is I, I, th- so I think it's called Keynesian or whatever, Keynesian economists. They believe that, you know, our target range inflation constantly um, keeps productivity going. Because if our if we're constantly slowly losing purchasing power, it keeps us fucking at, <laughs> slaves at work, <laughs> yeah. trying to build it up more and more and more, and that keeps the economy ticking and everything. I'm, I just don't know if you should punish savers that way. I think it's I think a lot of the problems we have is because we live outside our means. Yep. Um, and and don't save up for things, and we it bre- it breeds entitlement. It breeds all of these issues, you know, debt problems and um, I just, yeah, I'm not a fucking fan of inflation. I hate inflation. <laughs> Good summary, mate. Yeah. Um, every day I wake up expecting to see the US stock market has crashed. Like that's where my brain is at the moment. That's pretty crooked. Eh? Yeah, I'm short. Yeah, you're short. Yeah. yeah. So that means for people that don't understand, that means that you're expecting the market to go down. Yeah, I'm, 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 I've placed a bet Um month ago or so that this the share market in the US will keep going down yeah wow um, I get paid for it if it does go down but I get lose. rinsed if it goes up <laughs> I was just having a look because during the week I was like is there a land ETF I don't know how I haven't thought of this before and so I've just googled land ETF price and it's $23.94 US dollars the Glad- Gladstone Land Corp now in the last year it got right up so it's Today it's twenty three dollars ninety four. In the last five years, it's up seventy six point eight one percent. Like, so if you invested in this for five years, like you're just you're fucking laughing. Mm. Inflation's not a problem for you. But in twenty twenty two, November, it's April. What's the? Uh, can I get a March twenty twenty two? So like, let's have a look at the pa- the pandemic hit. And everything tanked, right? So it dropped half of its... Oh, it dropped from 13, 14 bucks down to 11, or down to 10. Mm-hmm. That's in March 2020. 
If we go to March 2021, it is $18.56. So you've just about doubled your cash. Then if we go to the peak of the bubble, sort of December 2021, that's when markets were real frothy, eh? Dece- what is it? December 2021. Yeah, 33 bucks US. Yeah. Then fast forward into April 2022, $38. Yeah, then so- it's just like just dropped... It just got crunched in another month, and now it's down to the twenty three ninety four. But because I often think I'm like, okay, what's similar to Bitcoin that more people will understand? Mm. Land scarcity, yeah. Because I kind of think like there's a lot of chat floating around at the moment in the tax world about how we should be taxing the increase in land values, which I kind of get or agree with because I'm like, people are getting richer on paper because mm. the government are printing more money and naturally it ends up in property and land in New Zealand so we should get some of that back and fund fucking infrastructure and houses yeah, yeah. and, I'm oh, sorry, um, nurses and, and police and things like that and they can stop some of these people doing ram raids and whatnot. Mm. So I, I'm kind of like, oh, that's, you know, to me that just makes sense but yeah. how do you get that out of people when they don't actually have the cash because they, you know, they can't yeah. I've kind of also th- thought like that but I've also gone around being like, the person buying the land didn't create the inflation, so why do they? Why have should they? Yeah, yeah. And then I'm like, the government has like <laughs> fifty thousand bureaucrats that could be fired pretty quickly, and they could save some money doing that. Yeah, but they do, they fucking waste the time having those jobs. So go back into the free market, and that'll save the country some money, and you can go spend that on infrastructure. I'm like, yeah, that could be maybe, better. Maybe we shouldn't capital gains tax yeah. it. You know, like yeah, I, I know what you mean, and it's it's um. Like you said before, we all live beyond our means. So does the government. And They're like, worst at it. Yeah. yeah. And you're like, fuck. Okay, yeah. well this is, why are we going to give them more cash? Mm. It just seems stupid. Um, so yeah, I think it's a tricky one. It's a tricky one to unpack. I mean, I just think governments could be halved in size, eh? Yeah, or but just, just we just we just want some outcomes. The people of New Zealand want some outcomes. I just love productivity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Rightio, mate, that's been a goodie. Um, do we do we miss anything there? We kind of went on a few tangents, but I yeah, that is the weirdest. Can I still get a mortgage podcast ever? <laughs> <laughs> the answer is yes. Get in touch with Mikey. Uh, what's the email, mate? Mikey at guardiansmith.co.nz. That's it. Easy yeah. as that. But you can just Google Mikey Smith, and I'll come up probably everywhere. On everywhere, yeah. Yeah, good man. Yeah, rightio, mate. Thank you for your insights there. Those are always very well listened to pods. So I'm sure people will get a lot out of it. Uh, hopefully, you're not freaking out about the US stock market collapsing every day. But know that if it does, uh, Mikey's going to be cleaning up and <laughs> not probably, financial yeah. advice you can get smoked going the other way oh I'll, I'll wake up and i'll have a message from mikey and it'll be probably that emoji with the, the, the fucking dollar tongue poking out and i'll know i'll go oh god i can log into hatch and see what's happening <laughs> Remember what? trying to shop a deal uh-huh. from Taco Bell to TRL? I climbed the billboard charts to the top until. <laughs>